0: Hello, 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 and welcome to West Franklin Talks. My name is Dave Cruz, and across the table from me, well, he's Matt Pearson, our campus and teaching pastor. Hello, Dave. Hello, Matt. How are you today? Fantastic. So it's a Friday episode, and we have a special guest who we will introduce in about 10 seconds, unless you start rambling, Matt. I could. You could. We've only got five left. Here we go. We want to remind you, VBS is coming up, and this Sunday at 4 p.m., we have a leaders training so join us. If you signed up to be a leader with BBS, we want you to come join us. We're going to give you all the details that we can give you at this point. 4 p.m., no registration necessary unless you need child care. If you need child care, reach out to us. Let us know. We'll make it happen. Where is the meeting, Dave? Well, we think it's going to be in the fellowship hall, but if it's not there, it'll be in the student
1: room. Is there food?
0: Uh, no, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> Kelly's in charge of that part. So <laughs> if it is food, it'd be like tofu or something. Oh, so she's, she's a no, little no, healthy eater. No, no food. Get no McDonald's food. on your way home. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And we'll, we should be done by five. So yeah. there, okay. I mean, it should be good. Um, so we want you to come if you're a leader. If you haven't signed up to be a leader, it's not too late. Go to westfranklinchurch.com and head to the calendar. You'll find all the registration links there and you can sign your kids up for VBS Now. That's June 21st through the 25th, 6 to 8 p.m. on our campus. Go to be a great night. Took way more than 10 seconds. It did.
1: That's okay. Usually it does. It's important stuff. So it's Friday. It is.
0: And Fri- we have an interview. Friday. Yeah. Friday.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Look at you being all fancy. Yeah.
1: Trying to be fancy today because we've got a special guest with us. We today. do. Yeah. You want me to introduce I'm you today? A, you're the guy in charge. Okay. <laughs> we have Stan Breeden, who's the executive pastor at the Brentwood Baptist Church, kind of oversees, helps oversee, and well, we're going to hear from exa- him exactly what he does here in just a minute, so I won't try to describe that. But Stan, I'm glad you're here. Welcome to West Franklin Talks.
2: Well, thank you so much for inviting me to be here.
1: Yeah. Stan was on our campus um, talking to us about some various various things, church-related, and I said, why don't, why don't you stay for a few minutes? and?" Uh, I think our people would enjoy hearing from you. So Stan, let's just, let's start with some kind of personal family type stuff. Uh, You're married and you have children. Can you tell us a little bit
2: about your spouse and your children? Well, I will tell you that the 30th day of this month, my wife Debbie and I will have been married 40 years. Wow. Wife Debbie, 40 years. 40 years. Congratulations. Exciting time for us. Yes. We we have two daughters, two sons-in-law and three grandchildren. Okay. And so uh, very blessed with our family. Yeah. Yeah, tell tell me where your daughters and sons-in-law live. Okay, uh, one who lives in Columbia, Tennessee, not far from here, which is where we had the opportunity to live for about 34 years, and okay. we, we're now Williamson County people, but uh, <laughs> but live there. But um, daughter and son-in-law and grandson who live there, and then my other daughter, her husband and two daughters live in Fort Thomas, Kentucky, which is a suburb of Cincinnati. Okay, yeah. Are they
1: part of a church plant there? They
2: are. Yeah. Uh, they did not go there to plant the church, right. but when they moved there, I guess it's almost 11 years ago, they uh, knew a church planter who was just starting a church in the area. They've been very involved. Uh, my daughter is a, a seminary graduate, so she's she's now a, a mom and a housewife, but she's been very involved in leading ministries there. And my son-in-law actually is an elder in the church. Good, good, good.
1: Very good. Okay, so you and Debbie, 40 years, May 30th. Wow, That's right. That's great. Okay, so you are now the executive pastor Brentwood. You've been here how long in this uh, role?
2: 20 months, 22 20 months. months. I don't okay. know, so something like
1: that. Approaching two years. Before we get into your time here uh, in this role, what did
2: you do prior to this? What did you do in Columbia for 34 years? Uh, you know, the Lord has allowed me to do a lot of things. We moved to Columbia originally in 1985. Uh, I worked with Farm Bureau Insurance. Uh, did that for 15 years mm-hmm. in a management role there with them. Uh, left there to go into full-time vocational ministry and a role that eventually became an executive pastor role. Uh, we did that for 13 years there, and and actually uh, we tried to move away for a for a short period of time, but the Lord brought us mm-hmm. back quickly to Columbia where we were serving in another church. But I came back uh, in a in a role that I never would have anticipated, where I was the assistant superintendent for Murray County Schools over their operations. So I was kind of like the director of operations for the school district. That sounds like a hard job. Well, did that for about six years. Yeah. Interestingly, I actually retired from that job yeah. okay. and then uh, accepted the role at Brentwood yeah. uh, a couple of years so ago. So it's probably an impossible question, but
1: which would be more difficult, being assistant to the superintendent of operations at a school system during a pandemic or executive
2: pastor of Brentwood Baptist Church during well, a pandemic? Both of those have their unique challenges. <laughs> right. uh, I, I think the school district one probably had had more, mm-hmm. but we had those as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, as everybody knows, it's been a very unusual year yeah. over these last, uh, really about, I guess now it's 14 months since the pandemic Whew. began. and uh, But it, it was challenging for us to... You know, try to make the right decisions. Have all of our people in mind, and right. uh, just seek the Lord's will in right. it. Right, right. So, I guess that puts you at—you'd have been right about six
1: months here yeah. as executive right. pastor. Now, name. you know about you—you you knew about
2: Brentwood because you were part of Station Hill Campus. I was, yeah. And actually, when we when we took the role with the school system, moved back to Murray County mm-hmm. from having been away for mm-hmm. just a few short months, mm-hmm. we actually became members at Station Hill. And uh, love Brentwood Baptist, have known Brentwood Baptist for years, serving at a church in the area, but uh, loved being part of Station Hill campus. Yeah, yeah. So you're familiar, uh, you were familiar uh,
1: with with Brentwood and our campuses, things like that. However, you had just started to see how the real sausage was being made six months in when the world shut down, and all of a sudden you found yourself uh, being called to to lead and Head and direct during unprecedented. that's a term we've used a thousand times, but it really is unprecedented times. I don't know what I'm really trying to ask here other than what was one of your biggest concerns going into this pandemic and maybe it maybe a week to ten days in you're like this is this is big or maybe ten minutes in you thought that. What was one of your biggest concerns?
2: going into that. well cer- certainly there, there were a lot of unknowns no you know none of us knew what exactly the coronavirus was all we knew were the information that we received primarily from government officials also from the from the um, health professionals mm-hmm. who uh, we relied upon for information so you know our number one uh, concern was that we kept people safe mm-hmm. we we wanted to do what kept our people safe but at the same time, we wanted to make sure that we honored the Lord because we understood that, you know, the Lord still calls us to know him, to worship him, you know, how we're going to do it. And, it, and it, it, the information we received changed almost daily. I remember in those early days, you know, um, everybody probably famously remembers March 5th. That day is is burned into my head, but March 5th. Of 2000, when uh, my wife called me at nine about nine o'clock that morning, I know because I was getting ready to go into a meeting, and said uh, the governor is getting ready to announce the first case of coronavirus in Tennessee. You oh, know, by the way, it's in Williamson County, mm-hmm. and so we immediately uh, we had already started talking about what would we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hadn't talked about it much mm-hmm. because that really caught us off guard. So we immediately assembled our team, our leadership team, began making plans. Uh, Some people might remember that next Sunday we had actually put in some protocols of not Mm -hmm. shaking hands, Mm -hmm. not passing the offering plate, Mm -hmm. and we thought that was going to be those. By the next week, we actually had decided to suspend certain Mm -hmm. gatherings in in person and went to totally online worship, so it was uh, quite a challenging time. Yeah, and what, a week before that? You got word there was a tornado in Lachlan Springs? Actually, it was only two days before, just a couple of days before that. Uh, And I remember these dates real specifically because I remember March 1st. uh, I actually was visiting in my daughter's home who lives outside of Cincinnati. We were going to a conference the next day, and uh, I was thinking about all the things that were going on. And so I I got back, actually came back from that conference on the evening of march 2nd early hours of the next morning march 3rd mike glenn texted me at 1 30 and said uh, the tornado has hit the lachlan community and severely damaged the church mm-hmm. and so i immediately got up 1 30, spent the rest of the night uh following news reports mm-hmm. by uh before 6 a.m i was in my office we had mobilized people we had people on the ground there mm-hmm. before before almost daylight, who could get into that area. So that that happened just two days before the <laughs> pandemic began. So it was quite a, week,
0: quite a week. So so let's ask Matt a question here. Yeah. If your phone went off at 1.30 in the morning, would you wake up
1: and hear it? Uh, you'd probably need to call me.
0: Would your would your wife hear it and nudge you? Yeah. Okay. Probably so so West Franklin folks, text or call Katie first. She'll she'll hear it before Matt.
1: Back to Stan. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Thanks, like, like, thanks. Hey, up. just just <laughs> helping our folks. Get to know us better. Yes, yes, yes. You're a solid sleeper. Uh yes. I, I enjoy. I enjoy. You know, the Bible says God gives sleep to those he loves. He loves me a lot.
0: <laughs> Let's get back to Stan now. So, so. tornado.
1: Two days later, first case in, in Williamson County. It was in West Haven over here. I, I knew the guy. I know the guy. He still he, he made it through. I know the guy who uh, contracted it first. Um, and so, you're you're just learning Brentwood. You're just learning about all these campuses. Tornado hits. Pandemic hits. You're having to make all these decisions. Um, from my perspective, Stan, it was handled and still being handled with a lot of wisdom. You get a lot yes. of people around you that are smart, that are wise. And I know some people have, have asked, uh, during this, during this time, where, where do you get your information for mask protocols, for social distance and that kind of thing. And there's people on both sides of the spectrum, uh, as you and Mike have shared with me and all of us in leadership during this time, have gotten emails saying, why not, let everything go back to normal now and, or why are you taking away masks? You know, so there's, there's both sides of the issue. Can you tell us kind of how, how y'all made decisions as a
2: COVID COVID-19 uh, what'd you call it? Uh, task force. Task force. Yeah, we put together a task yes. force. It was made up of staff members mm-hmm. of uh, medical professionals mm-hmm. of some emergency response professionals that we had in our congregation. Uh, they also consulted with, uh, you know, government officials, the state health department, the governor's office for community and faith-based initiatives okay. issued guidelines specifically for churches. We've leaned on those quite heavily as well. Okay. But uh, it, it was a it was a real you know getting a lot of that information because, as I said, even the information we were getting, I think the understanding of our government officials of our our health uh, professionals changed as they learned more about. The whole coronavirus thing. Our operative word became pivot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in two thousand. I mean, yeah. because that's what it felt like we were doing is constantly pivoting mm-hmm. as we as we looked to that information. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, from my perspective, now before coming here, I was a senior pastor
1: for you know fifteen years at different churches, and um they they I would get the you know if it was going to ice or snow, get the phone call, I had to make these decisions and. Nothing about a pandemic, but I I can so appreciate what you do and, and having to, and having to uh, make those calls. And I, I think it's very wise to put smart people around you and, and, and help you with that. So so thank you. All right, so now we're coming out on another side of pandemic, hopefully. Hopefully it, we're putting we it do hope in, so. in the rearview mirror. And we're moving forward, and it's a new normal. From your seat, the executive pastor of, I say Brentwood Baptist, but I mean all all eight campuses, what's one of the things that excites you the most moving
2: forward? I think it's the opportunity that we really have to start talking, get to start talking about planning for the future, start talking about moving back to implementing ministry in a way that we knew how to do that before, Uh, taking some of the things we've learned in the pandemic, uh, like for instance, one of the things that has become apparent, uh, to me, and I think many of us in the pandemic is as followers of Christ, we were created to come together, Mm, uh, together. Now we, we still try to be sensitive to where we are in the pandemic. Everybody's not ready to do that, to come back together. It's Mm -hmm. been exciting to see though, over these last few weeks, really post Easter seemed like Easter was a a turning point for a lot of people. It happened to be a good time when, you know, vaccinations were becoming, Prevalent. Mm-hmm. Many people were getting their vaccines, uh, but as we start to see people to regather, we we realize how important that is. God did create us to be in community, yeah. and yeah. to be with each other. But start to build on that, and really start to plan for the future. Mm-hmm. What does the future look like in our church? Uh, you know, there, there's lots of opportunity, lots of new people who are coming to our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lord's opening the door for us to reach out to them. We've seen on oh, most of our campuses. New people join our congregation mm-hmm. during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. That's what's been exciting yeah. to see. Yeah,
1: for sure. So yesterday I was at a meeting on the Brentwood campus, and you or Mike mentioned uh, during 2020 we added like 95 groups. Was that is that just a number thrown out there, or is that real? No, that,
2: that's actually a real number. Yeah. Uh, and our groups ministers across all campuses did a great job because – Groups are the kind of things that have been easy to have lost yeah. in those times when we couldn't come together one-on-one. Mm-hmm. But really trying to use technology, you know, a word that I think everybody in our congregation, congregation is now familiar with Zoom. We've <laughs> right. never heard of Zoom before the uh, pandemic yeah. began. Yeah. And so we had groups meeting in Zoom. Mm-hmm. We had groups starting to come back, some in person and some in Zoom. Uh, my life group, uh, because uh, that that's central in my mm-hmm. in my. Uh, life and Walk is, is the life group I'm with. We're still part in person and part on Zoom. Mm. So we, we have a, a split group every week where we're mm. doing that. Thanks to the hard work of our groups ministers, we actually launched new groups yeah. during the pandemic. Way to go, Dave.
0: Random fact. Mm-hmm. If I'm remembering right, Stan, your group meets in
2: my neighborhood. Oh, well. Or did you guys move? No, we do meet in your neighborhood, except we rotate homes each month. There you go. Each month, so okay. But three of the families in my group live in your neighborhood, so we're in your neighborhood. There alpha. you go. There you go. Yeah. I still have yet to figure out which house it's in, so okay.
0: you know. But that's probably
2: Dave probably usually okay. throws those Friday night and Saturday night parties.
1: Oh yeah, we're there on and, Sunday night, so
0: Yeah, all, yeah <laughs> by that point, it's all gone, by babe. that point, I'm mowing the yard and, and <laughs> running around with the boy. So yeah, okay, it's good.
1: okay. Well, that that is exciting. And and to your point, I, I, last two Sundays in a row, we've had a we've had a lady. I, I'm going to guess mid fifties or so. Uh, and I, I asked her when her first Sunday here. I said, "Where are you from?" And she kind of looked sheepish. She said, "California," and, but she had found us online. And uh, this past Sunday Mother's Day, she brought her mom, who's from West Virginia, but spends a lot of time spent a lot of time with her in California now here. And so uh, we're just hearing that those kind of things pop up all all the time. Oh.
2: and that you know that's another thing when you think about what's exciting about the future is for whatever reason everybody wants to live in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to live in Middle Tennessee. Yeah a lot of those right here in this Williamson County area. And so, you know, the the we really do have a lot of opportunities as a church yeah. to reach many, many more people. I mean, I think I've heard what just within just not far from the church here, new development going yes, in. Yes, right
1: across the street from West Haven from right. what I hear. Yeah.
2: From what I hear. So somebody listening to this may have better
1: information. Uh, but uh, in that in that vicinity, and uh, so yeah, it's it's going to continue growing and growing and growing, with and, and with that in mind. And you it may, be a similar answer. What are you What are you most excited as you as you kind of look? You're kind of at the thirty forty thousand foot view over all the campuses. But as you think about West Franklin, what's one of the things that excites you most about about this campus?
2: Well, again, it would just be where you are, where yeah. you're positioned. Um, you know, this is a community that is growing. It's a community where you have an opportunity to have a real impact. Um, you know, I, I think we have a great staff here um, and uh, still working on a few pieces of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, just just who the Lord's brought together mm-hmm. this team to be able to uh, lead this church and reach this community. I think the, you know, the possibilities are just almost unlimited what the Lord can do here. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's good to hear. Did
0: you notice how hard he looked at you when he said working on staff? Few pieces. I think he was talking about you. Yeah, he looked.
1: He looked at me hard. Really hard. It was really kind of. It's kind of. Um, kind of helping me understand that he didn't want to make you feel bad. So
0: I thought he was talking about you. <laughs> I really meant you have an open staff position. <laughs> oh you well, you know now, the that the <laughs> place are great. So. <laughs> no.
1: Well, Stan, thank you. Thank you for oh, wait, your time. No. You sure there's Why? a question you told me
0: I had to pose to him earlier. So. Stan, this is going to take us a little off of church talk. But it's a question that we're talking about in our staff. So just know that it's, it's, it's a weird question. But we've been talking about if your saliva had to have a flavor, what flavor would you want your saliva to have? It's, it's a debate happening in our office.
2: Probably barbecue sauce. No, he yes. was quick with yes, that yes, answer. He was. Okay,
0: so there's a second part, and this is where it gets really weird. If everyone had a different flavor. Do you think we'd walk around going, "Hey, taste this," and seeing what flavor combinations we could get?
1: That'd be weird. That'd I know. That would be weird.
0: But we. This is what I, we talk I, about sometimes. I, I, I,
1: can't, I can't believe you just asked that.
0: You put me up to that. <laughs> <it. laughs> I did dare you. So, I did dare. You. We were talking so, about this earlier, Stan. You know, I didn't
1: think you'd do it. So, so it's <laughs> good. Hey, listen, <laughs> I asked this because one, it helps
0: folks realize, hey, we as ministers, we can have a little fun, and yeah. sometimes barbecue
1: sauce. I I, I, I love me it. some barbecue sauce. Yes. Uh, i I could, I could drink it, yeah, I like barbecue. Mm. Do you have a favorite place in Spring Hill Williamson County
2: that you like to go eat barbecue? Uh, you know uh actually one one of my favorite places closed in Spring Hill Jack of Hearts uh, I know. it was amazing yeah, you believe that? Yeah,
0: so disappointed yeah, oh. so uh,
2: so they've closed but yeah. I kind of like the the stuff I make too. oh uh, well, do you have a so, smoker I do what kind I've got a uh yoder pellet grill
1: okay that nice. I use. A smoker. Well, you, there's some listeners who have some smokers, and they'll send me send me pictures of meat when they're when they're done, and I'll yeah. send them pictures of meat. I have a smoker and love
2: it. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't remember. It's probably been three months since I last used mine. Too busy right now. Well, uh, lots church family, that. we need to pray for Stan. Yes, yeah,
0: <laughs> or we need to, to bring slumber. him some meat. That's so, true. That's so true. Help him out.
1: But in all seriousness, uh, church church family, do pray for Stan. Yeah. Stan praying for yes. for wisdom for him, and the leadership team there as they um, seek God's will, seek the the purposes of God for our campus, and seek the opportunities we have for kingdom kingdom growth here in Middle Tennessee. It's gonna be good. Thank you. Thank you thank for joining.
2: Thank you. Thank you for your prayers yeah. and. Thank you for what you all are doing here, as uh, here at West Franklin, part of the Greater Breman Baptist family, and, and you know just, I'm just blessed to get to be a part of it. Yeah, good.
1: It's Thank you. good, it's
2: good. All right, that means we're at the end of another episode of West Franklin
0: Talks. Matt and I want to say thanks to Stan for joining us. It's always fun and good to have upper-level leadership join us, so it's not just me and Matt talking. Uh, and so, hey, don't forget, VBS Leaders Training this Sunday, 5 p.m. In the meantime, you be good, you be safe, and may the Lord bless you and keep you.